As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. today our first transition episode that we're recording we have a guest a very good friend of mine a very good friend of the TUTV media lab uh, Harrison Brockwell of talk film society is going to be running a one shot for us today hello Harrison how are you hello I am good and ready to murder you all oh yeah ready to get murdered I'm so excited <laughs> I can't wait to be murdered hopefully can't there wait. won't be any murder but we will see you know let's see how we'll this see. goes All right, Harrison, take it away. All right, so, um, real quick, let's go around the room and just everyone, because uh, I've asked you guys to specifically roll new characters for this. Um, why don't you very quickly tell us the name and the class of all your characters? Who wants to go first? Let's go alphabetical. Amelia, go first. Okay, um, my character's name is Serenity Cat. She is an Azamar cleric, a glaive cleric, in the service of Kelimvor, the god of death. Ooh. Into it. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I'm not the edgy one this time. This is so exciting. <laughs> yeah, well, then, Rob, let's hear what you're doing. I am confident in your ability to still be the edgy one, Rob. Oh, okay. No, That's so sweet of you to say. Juilliard started out as an anti-edge lord and then became one. So we, we'll see where this ends. You know, I'm, you got room. <laughs> then, Rob, right. That's what happens Rob, when you have to find a edgy, for your since you're, since you're so set on not being edgy, tell us how not edgy you are. Okay, um, I'm playing an Arakakura sorcerer, um, his name is Zanu, and he's gonna have a goofy voice the entire time, and I'm so excited. Um, and his, like, sorceress origin is a draconic 
bloodline and he's kind of like a, a white pigeon bird with like black tipped feathers and a little bit black around his beak into it all right mm-hmm. um let's go with brennan all right so uh i'll be playing uh the half elf bard magnus he's like beyonce where he just has one name um nobody really knows any his last name i don't think magnus knows his last name um yeah he's a he's a real good musician he plays the bagpipes um with some really cool effects that come out of them he found out so he's going to be helping to buff the party all right sounds cool hannah all right i'm also playing a half elf but i am playing a uh uh battle master fighter named fontine and her name is fontine because i hit random name generator on D&D Beyond and I saw Fontaine and I was like ah that's perfect she has a daughter back at home that she needs to send money home to honestly, so uh, that's yeah. that's her backstory honestly big mood I came up with my fighter's <laughs> name by looking at the list of orc names and picking Shump so I am right <laughs> there with you Shump. yeah so, so that's my character a name to inspire fear and all the mighty Shump indeed <laughs> Anyways, so we're going to get started. Um, I have taken the liberty of setting this in uh, the Guild of Three Heroines uh, canon. As of recording, the finale is not entirely out yet, so I don't know where that goes. So we're going to set this before the finale. This is really awkward because everyone died in the finale. Like, there's no more world left. (laughs) Right, which is why we're setting it before the finale. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Part one is out right now, but part two is not out yet. So, lol. (laughs) Yeah. This is fun. So, basically, this is set before the finale. And the reason I'm doing that is because in order to put the four of you together... Andy has sent the four of you out on a standard patrol just to make sure the area around the guild headquarters is safe and secure and easily traversable by any and all guild members uh, that need to move about. Fairly simple enough. So the four of you are walking through, uh, walking through pretty familiar terrain and your path takes you through a forest. And as you're walking through this forest, it begins to feel different. Not like otherworldly, but just unfamiliar. And it suddenly gets darker and darker, which is strange because it is not that time of day. Um, and as you're walking along through this forest, you come to a, you hit a break in the trees, and ahead of you is a single lone standing house with two children out in front of it. Uh, in f- they are standing by the the gates to the the yard in front of this house, and it is a boy, a, a young boy and a young girl. The girl looks noticeably older than the young boy, and the boy is crying, clutching a doll, and she is trying to comfort him. What do you do? I would like to approach the young children. Okay. I will kneel down and ask if they are all right. Uh, And I will follow behind as well. All right. Uh, The girl hastily shushes the boy, turns to face you, points up at the house and says, "There, there is a monster in our house. It is scary. Our parents sent us out of the house because they did not want us to get in the way. 
They are dealing with it. I think they need help. Will you please go help our mom and dad? Of course, young child. It would be my honor. Uh, Magnus is uh, seeing all this, and he's like, you, you know, I'm up for some adventure, so he's going to follow quickly behind. Um, he's also very short, by the way. Like, not adorable short, but he's short, just for everyone's uh, visual preference. Gotcha, gotcha. So you all turn to face the house, and this house has ver- has seen better days. The house looks as if it is... Um, how do I put this? The house looks like it has is carrying the weight of centuries on its roof. It's kind of sagging. It it looks tired almost. It's a standard it is a pretty standard three floor row house, except there is no row for it to be a part of. And as you approach it, you approach the front doors and from inside you can see a warm inviting light. Curious. Inviting as in like warm and inviting like a home hearth or like I'm compelled to to go towards it like how, how does one have a warm and inviting light um closer to the uh home home hearth kind of thing um but with like lamps you know so there's not like a rage a, a roaring fire in the in a hearth that you can see but there's oil lamps on the walls in the main foyer that you can see through the door uh that seem fairly inviting and safe i like safe i'm gonna head in all right i will Brandish my mace and follow quickly behind. Okay, so that's two. And yes, I will follow behind as well with my hand axe in hand. Sounds good. And Zanu brings up the rear, just kind of cocking his head in like a bird-like kind of spazzy motion (laughs) and just kind of like looking all over the walls, like looking for things. Okay, (laughs) so you you walk through the double doors of the entrance and proceed into through another set of double doors into the main hall. And as you do, both sets of double doors behind you snap shut. Mm-hmm. Rock, we're trapped in a house. <laughs> oh my God. Do not do that the oh, whole time. No. I swear. Oh no. <laughs> we're gonna have some He's a bird. He's going to have a weird <laughs> voice. So we some... got Iago following us this whole time. <laughs> yeah. uh, I definitely Iago based from... the voice off of Iago. <laughs> not the cool Iago from Shakespeare. The one that's played by what's his name. Uh, God. G- Gilbert Godfrey. Gilbert Godfrey. <laughs> oh, God. Thank you for clarifying which Iago it was. <laughs> You're welcome. Because it wasn't clear. Not the he Shakespeare was a one. <laughs> yeah. Any hoozles, I will cast light on the end of my mace. All right. So, one, I vibe with the voice. I'm into it. Ignore the rest of them. Two. <laughs> yes. This main hall runs the width of the house. So it's about. It's about. 15 feet wide by 30 feet long. Uh, You're standing at the northmost end of it. Uh, To your left, there is a hearth. It is empty. Um, But above the hearth is mounted a longsword with a windmill worked into the hilt. Uh, And along the paneled walls are are ornately sculptured images of vines, flowers, nymphs, satyrs, etc., um, on the other end, the south end of the hall, is a large spiral staircase heading up. And then you also, in addition to the double doors you came through, there is a single door straight across the hall to you, and one to your right on the same side of the room. How large did this house seem from the outside? This house seemed fairly large. 
three stories in an attic. Uh, mm -hmm. As far as you can tell, the proportions inside are about the same. Okay. I should also say that the entire the entire main hall is absolutely pristine. Um, I want to go check out that uh, longsword on the wall. Okay. And investigate it. All right. Go ahead and roll investigation. <laughs> That's a 10. Not great. Uh, as far as you can tell, this is a pretty standard longsword. No, no magical properties that you can tell. Um, but the mount is holding it up. It is not bolted onto the wall, so you could lift it out and take it if you so chose. Yeah, I want to take it. All right, cool. You now have a longsword. Cool. You should not take things that are not yours. Well, maybe uh, you should that? mind your own business. Um, you said there was another room to the other side. So there is a door to the right of the double doors that you came in through, and there is a door directly across the hall from the double doors. I will open the doors to the right okay. cautiously. Uh, you peek inside this room, and... It is an oak-paneled room that looks kind of like a hunter's, hunter's den, um, mounted above the fireplace in this room. On the far south wall is a stag's head, and positioned around the outskirts of the room are three stuffed wolves. There's two padded chairs covered in animal fur, uh, and then there are also two cabinets standing against the far wall in between windows looking outside. Hmm. Are they like cabinets with like glass doors or are they just regular wooden cabinets? Uh, they are wooden cabinets with wooden doors. I would like to see what's inside. All right. Um, there is the, so there's, obviously there's two. There's the left one and the right one. Which one do you want to go for? Go for first. Let's start with the left. All right. Um, the left one is unlocked and all that is contained within are an assortment of wine glasses and a single deck of playing cards. Hmm. And the right? Is locked. Hmm. Uh, <clears throat> Magnus is going to go in and uh, see if he can swipe the playing cards. Those might be useful later. Or at least fun. Okay. You pick them up. No issue. Uh, you get a look of disdain from Serenity. Uh, goody two-shoes. I'll tell you. Can I get a perception <laughs> check from you guys since you're standing over by the window? Sure thing. Just them two? Yes. Unless you guys went in as well. Nah. Okay. Um, that would be a 13. Okay. Oh, ah, okay, that could have been better. That is going to be a uh, 15, actually. It's not too bad. My perception okay. mod is way higher than I thought it was. <laughs> okay. Um. So the two of you quickly, as you are looking at the cabinets, you quickly look out the window and notice that the two children are absolutely nowhere to be seen. There's no place to hide. There's no rocks or high walls that they could be hiding behind. They're just gone, as if they were never there to begin with. That does not bode well for us. And it is th at this point that I'm going to ask you all to roll initiative. This is not the start of a fight. I would just like to have an initiative order set going forwards so we don't have to take the time to do it every time. Okay. Do you want us to just say as we roll, or...? Yes, please. I have a 13. Okay. Zanu rolled a 15. Oh, I rolled an unnatural 20. Okay. Uh, that's a 9 from, uh, from Magnus. Okay. 
cool. Thank you very much for indulging me. You may go. You may continue your exploring. Zanu wants to check out the uh, the spiral staircase. All right. Um. Give me a perception roll as you approach Alrighty. the staircase. Oof. Okay, that is a three. <laughs> oh boy. All right. Um. So you approach the spiral staircase and aren't able to detect anything particularly different about it or special. It's a staircase and there's more panel lining uh, like in the main room going up around with the staircase. And yeah, the staircase just goes up to the next level. Just up. Alright, so Zanu's gonna step onto the staircase and make his way up to the second floor. Alright. So you ascend up to the second floor and the first thing that is immediately noticeable to you is that compared to the first floor, the second floor is completely decrepit. Dust everywhere, rotted wood. Like, no attempt has been made to keep this looking nice at all. And it almost looks like that no one has been in this part of the house in ages. What a lovely home. Um, so Zanu's going to walk around and just like try to make his way through some of the, the dust and rubble and see if he can like spot any signs of like a, a scuffle or, uh, any, any sort of like fight that happened there since he's still under the impression that they have a job to do and that there's like a monster in the house. So as, yeah, I'm, I'm going to follow Zanu up the, up the stairs as well. Okay. Just falling behind. Okay. So. Zanu, you get up to the, the next floor, and one, you notice the stairway stops up here. There is no more spiral staircase going upwards. It stops on the second floor. The second thing you notice is there is a, a single door on the... Let me back up a second. You, are, you emerge up onto this balcony which overlooks the spiral staircase. It's about 10 feet by 15 feet. On your far left side of the room, there is a single door. And on the far right side of the room, there is a set of double doors. Directly in front of you is a suit of armor. Now, as you step onto the balcony to explore a little, that suit of armor turns to look at you. Ooh. It's looking at me. What is that? And it hauls off, God, and it hauls off and punches you in the face. Ooh, deserve Ooh. that one. Or at least attempts to. We will see if that hits. Yeah, I think a twenty-three hits. <laughs> By far. <laughs> yeah. So I will roll damage on this, find its initiative, and then we will start a fight here. Yikes. He is gonna do Eight damage. Bludgeoning. Oof. Okay. <laughs> um, Zanu, when he gets hit, um, I- I'm not gonna do the full bird noises, but he, like, kind of starts squeaking and chirping in what sounds like a, a bird-based language. Um, and, like, some a pluff of feathers comes off, like, at the impact, and he kind of, like, is, like, you know, recoils from the, from the hit from the suit of armor. Sounds good. All right. And uh, Fontaine runs in to, to help Zanu. Yeah. And as it, she sees this happening. Yep. 
and that puts us at the top of the order because Fontaine, uh, Fontaine is top of the order. So it's your turn. Woo! Okay, so she is gonna just take a swing with uh, the longsword that she just got. All right. At the at the suit of armor. So would that be plus? I, I'm not uh, totally familiar with playing a fighter would that be just a melee weapon attack plus strength plus strength and because you're a fighter you should have proficiency in martial weapons which a longsword is so you'll add your proficiency bonus to that as well okay Okay. so it's attack roll plus strength plus proficiency gotcha that's a 19 that hits cool um and then i'm also gonna spend um a superiority dice maneuver uh, called disarming attack. And when I hit with a weapon attack, I can expend a superiority die to add it to the damage and disarm the target if it fails a strength saving throw. Okay. So, uh, cool. Let's see how much. Um, 1d8 plus 5 for a longsword. Okay, so that's nine plus one superiority dice. Six, so that's 15 damage if I did that correctly. Yep, all right. And then what's the strength save? Uh, It is DC 13. Oh, what is the strength here? Yes, that's it passes. Okay, so it is not disarmed. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Um, With your... With your longsword strike, you are... It's not disarmed, but you are able to knock off an entire arm of this suit of armor. <laughs> nice. Uh, just completely cleanly. So um, it's not disarmed, but it's disarmed? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Zanu, you are next. Okay. Um, so... Just for everybody's knowledge, this is my first time playing Spellcaster, so if I do anything wrong, please flame me in whatever uh, comment section of social media you prefer. Um, so Zanu is going to cast... Uh, this is my first cantrip cast. I'm so excited. Um, and it's not Fireball. Um, he's going to cast Ray of Frost. Okay. Um, so I'll roll to hit Ray of Frost. Okay. Okay, that is a 16 to hit. Uh, you're you pop off your ray of frost and it flies just to the left of its uh, helmet. <laughs> Dang. Okay. So that means it is now the armor's turn. And the armor turns to look at Fontaine and does not appreciate having its arm chopped off. <laughs> being disarmed. It does not appreciate <laughs> being disarmed. So what this armor is going to do is move over towards you and shoulder check you with the side that you took the arm off and then follow oh, up no. with a punch from the other arm it gets a multi-attack Oof. so i'm rolling both of them together oh good okay so that is going to be i apologize i'm rolling well tonight um that is going <laughs> to be a non-natural 20 and a 23 <laughs> yeah those both hit I apo- my ac is kind <laughs> I ap- of uh i apologize terrible. It's all good, man. That is going to be 2d6 plus 4 bludgeoning. Oh, God. (laughs) Don't kill me on the first turn. That's going to be 
11 points of bludgeoning damage. All right. Oof. So. Is that for both of them? Yes, that is the total damage. Okay, okay, good. No, I rolled damage together. Um, So, that's the armor's turn. Serenity, from downstairs in the in the den, you hear the clanking of metal on metal and the thuds of metal on uh, fighter. <laughs> because it is now your turn in the initiative, and you and Magnus are downstairs. Yes. Um, we should probably help them out. And... I will head up there. Do I need to like dash to get there? Um, no, you can make it to the top of the stairs in one move. I shall make it to the top of the stairs in one move. All right. And can I hit the bitch? <laughs> <laughs> I think I think you hit can. the bitch. I think you can. Okay, my mace, which is still lit up by right. the holy light of Kelimvor, I shall roll to attack. That is a natural one. <laughs> okay. Um, we did not break character, though. That was <laughs> prime. <laughs> so professional. Hmm. Here's what I do for nat ones. Roll damage. Oh, goody. <laughs> Roll damage. Um, <laughs> that would be six points of, I assume, bludgeoning damage. You assume correctly. So what you do is you, as you sprint to the top of the stairs, you pull your mace back, ready to swing at the suit of armor. And as you pl- as you land on the top of the balcony, a rotted piece of wood gives out, causing you to th- shift your weight and drop the mace on your foot. Oh, so do that damage ideal. to yourself. It's that six intelligence coming to shine. <laughs> All right. Um, so unless you have a second action you get to do, it's going to be Magnus's turn. Um, um, hold on, I've not played a cleric. I'm trying to determine what bonus actions I have. You kind of have, but not really. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'll tag my spoilers next time. Um, I think I will save my spell slots for later, and... Yeah, that's the end of my turn. All right, Magnus. Um, can I make it to the top of the stairs in one turn? I think you can. Excellent. So uh, Magnus is going to literally split, go right up them stairs uh, to join my comrades. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna eyeball that uh, suit of armor. Uh, giggle to himself about the disarm joke because he just got it. Um, <laughs> and then I'm gonna go with the old true strike. Okay. Um, so I'm gonna extend my hand, and then uh, I'm gonna play the bagpipes <laughs> <laughs> very mediocrely, <laughs> um, and like, all right, and be like, "You're mine," or you know, something like an '80s '90s action movie thing. Well, what does he say? Uh, he says, uh, <clears throat> "Yeah, actually, no one can hear what he says because it's drowned out by his bagpipe screeching." Oh, <laughs> 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 you, you just see him open his mouth. I'm like. Ee! Uh, that's it. Sounds fair. 
Um, and then uh, that's that's it for me right now. I, I used all my moves probably getting upstairs, so that's that's it for Magnus. All right. Uh, so that kicks us back to the top of the order. Fontine. All right, I'm going to swing my longsword again. I'm not going to use another superiority dice thing because right. I want to save those. So I'm just going to swing to hit. Okay. Try to hit it again. Uh, that's a seven. That probably doesn't hit. Sadly, it does not. Your longsword, you fail to compensate for the fact that it no longer has an arm <laughs> and swing exactly <laughs> where the arm used to be. Yeah. So Oof. womp womp. Womp womp. So Zanu, we're back to you. Okay, um, Zanu uh, is you know visibly recoiled at the sound of the off-tune bagpipes. Mm-hmm. Um, they're really sensitive on his bird ears, so he kind of like recoils and like kind of you know shimmies his shoulders a little bit. Um, and then he's going to cast uh, Warding Wind um, on himself, okay, which is a second level spell. Um, and that uh, not only does that deafen uh, me and everybody else, um, it, you know, it's in a ten foot radius around me, so we can't hear the bagpipes. But um, it also uh, prevents like uh, me from getting hit from uh, ranged attacks, or they have to range attacks are um, at disadvantage when they're um, okay. ca- or used against me. Okay. Um, and this is just purely because uh, I don't want to hear those bagpipes, <laughs> and I don't want to get hit. So. <laughs> Listen, man, in my sessions, we stay on RP decisions over mechanical ones. It's fine. <laughs> All right. Um. So if that's your turn, we're back to the suit of armor. And the suit of armor doesn't like the bagpipe noises either. <laughs> so it is also going to try and uh, is going to go for the double slam. So we have a 14 and a 7. I'm pretty sure those don't hit. Uh, who's he attacking me? Uh, no, he's attacking Magnus because he doesn't like the oh, bagpipe right, right. noises. Uh, that's fair. The 14 actually does hit. Jesus Christ. Okay. Oh, a very, very... You are, you're a low-level bard. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Uh, okay. Level three. That's fair, that's fair. Uh, so yeah. You're gonna take four bludgeoning damage. Okay, that, that's not too bad. That's, that could be worse. Yeah. Uh, which puts us back to Serenity. Um, I would like to hit the suit of armor with a sacred flame. Okay. So I will need it to make a dexterity saving throw. All right. Lucky for you, it's not too great at those. I kind of hoped with it being a hunk of metal. Yeah, no. Uh, how does an 11 sound? Um, that sounds great for me. All right. It is a failure. And I rolled an eight, so it will take eight radiant damage. Okay. Um, the blast of radiant damage, uh, the blast of radiance from that sacred flame is actually enough to reduce the suit of armor to a molten heap on the ground. And that's on Kelamore. <laughs> so yeah, you guys are out of combat now. Proceed. Man, I was going to stab it right through the heart after that true strike. I'm going to put my dagger away, and I'm going to start dusting off my bagpipes, like like blowing on them, and like, sorry about that, guys. A uh, little out of tune, you know. It's been a while. Are we still deafened? Uh, Zonu deactivates the spell. (laughs) (laughs) There was a locked cabinet on the first floor that I wished to open. 
Okay. Do well, did you try to break skills? into it? Um, not yet, because I heard you all getting your asses kicked from up here. Actually, it was my face. He hit me in the face. <laughs> you, you, know, you don't, uh, you don't show a lot of emotion, do you? And he's looking right at you, Serenity. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... I... Yeah, I want to go back down to the cabinet and smash the lock with my mace. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, same. Give me a strength check on that. Mm-hmm. Strength check. Yeah, that's not great. That's a seven. Uh, yeah, your mace embeds in the door, but doesn't break it. Well, let me try. And uh, Fontaine is going to take... Let's see, what what weapons do we have? She's going to take her hand axe. Okay. And uh, try the same thing. Okay, strength, um, strength check. Strength I'm doing check. checks, not attacks. So. <laughs> uh, that's uh, net one. So that's total four. Okay, <laughs> so your, axe, your hand axe um, hits the door, but like also hits the hinge. So you hear the dead, the dull thunk, but also feel the metal of your hand axe kind of give. Ooh. Is it broken? It's dented. <laughs> oh no. Well, I have two, so it's fine. Yeah, so now you're down to one. <laughs> Rip. Rip indeed. Anybody else want to try the door? Can I at least pull my mace out of the door? Yes. I do so. Um, let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna go up to the door. Okay. Is there any glass anywhere on the door? No. All right. Well, it is a mahogany door. Door. It's mahogany door. It's mahogany. Mahogany. So. Hmm. Hmm. I've got eight strength, so uh, I don't think I have any spells for this either. All right. Other ideas. Uh, Bird boy, what, do you, what say you, friendo? I'm not really meant for picking locks. I I mostly fly and cast spells, but uh, I could try to try to kick it open. Uh, let me try and pick the lock first. Can I pick the lock, uh, Harrison? Uh, do you have thieves tools? Uh, no. Then no. <laughs> Shoot, <laughs> I got I got like a I got like a metal um a stick of metal that fell off my bagpipes, and I got a knife. Like, can we like Skyrim animation this? Yes, but you'll do it at disadvantage. All right, that's fair. That's very fair. Okay, here we go. Oh, well, you know, sometimes you you just got to try. <laughs> so you fail? <laughs> yeah, that's a uh, 13. Uh, the first one wasn't too bad, but the second one was bad. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It happens. Can I try one more time to hit it with my mace? Yep. Okay. Fuck, I'm getting different dice. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you, you roll? Said that in character. <laughs> I rolled a three. <laughs> I, you hear me shouting from a distance as I walk over to get dice. You know, screw that. I have this whole set of d20s. We're using that. These are canceled. They're problematic. <laughs> God. Okay. I rolled a three for a total of six. Yeah, so that also doesn't succeed but you get the sense that if you're like looking at the structural integrity of the door after two mace hits and an axe hit you get the sense that like (laughs) one moderately good hit will do it from here 
I will try Who one more time. Who will win? Four adventurers or a cupboard? This is just straight D&D. Yeah. I'm trying again. All right, go okay. for it. Do it. That's better. It's a <laughs> 14. Yep. All right, cool. You smash your mace into the door. And the door doesn't break, but when you pull the mace away, the whole door comes with it. Is there any cool shit in here? Yes, there is a heavy crossbow, a light crossbow, a hand crossbow, and 20 bolts for each. Ooh. Hmm. Well, I already have one light crossbow. I already have a long bow. But I will take... Yeah, what what all was in it again? Say that again. Heavy crossbow, light crossbow, hand crossbow, 20 bolts for each. I'll take, take the heavy crossbow. All right. I'll take the hand one. All right. I'll take the light one. Okay. And you each have 20 shots with them. Cool. I already got a light crossbow. Don't need it. <laughs> it was cool to break the door, though. That was fun. All right. And there's still one more room we haven't explored yet, yes? On this floor, yes. Should we go check out the second room? Yes, I believe so. Couldn't hurt. Flightless creatures first. <laughs> Did you say flightless? Yep. Yeah. Uh, Serenity heads up the charge. Uh, Magnus is gonna go up there as well. He's gonna like eyeball the flightful boy over there in the Corolla's eyes before heading back up. Cool. So uh, Zanu doesn't understand what that like mannerism <laughs> means, and so he just kind of like cocks his head at you. Birds don't understand social cues. <laughs> Anacakra actually, like can- canonically, don't really understand a lot about uh, other humanoid creatures that that can't fly. We actually think they're pretty weird. <laughs> Specifically, the fact that they can't fly—you're like nothing about you makes sense. Well, also, the concept <laughs> of property, like it's not really like o- like specific ownership over like sentimental items, isn't something that the Aracakra tend to like subscribe to. Oh shit, Aracakra don't under- don't believe in private property. We stand. <laughs> Sounds like a bunch uh, of commies. Uh, Magnus does not stand. <laughs> what Marx didn't expect. Birds. Bird. Didn't expect birds. Birds. <laughs> and they say the birds work for the bourgeoisie. <laughs> Anywho, I open the door. All right. This is fantasy, so birds do in fact exist. <laughs> God damn it. Anyways. <laughs> um serenity you open the other door on this first floor and you are met with a dining room that again stretches the entire length of this floor entire length of the house so it's like 20 by 30 it's big there's a tape there's a mahogany table in the middle of the room that stretches pretty much the entire room as well which with chairs around it um a crystal chandelier hangs above it uh the table itself is covered in resplendent silverware and crystalware Perfectly polished, shimmering, shining brightly. Again, completely pristine. This room makes that next floor look like the utter shit that it is. I begin to walk the length of the table, well, keeping an eye out for Well, this looks like a room odd. suitable for me, finally. <laughs> I generally frowned on I go frivolous ostentation. Okay. Um... Fontaine, can I get a perception check from you? 
Perception. Uh, I am proficient in that. That is an 11. Not terrible. Okay, we'll roll with it. So the walls are lined with the carved paneling, like the stairwell and the main room and yada yada. Um, and you, when you walk in, that's what catches your eye first. Um, and it's some elegantly carved deer amongst the trees. But as you approach it and inspect it closer, um, you see that the trees are actually have like twisted faces carved into them and hiding amongst the trees, like in the background of the carving are wolves preying on the deer. Hmm. Well, that's a little bit creepy. Yeah, I don't know who like went to an auction and was like, I'm gonna buy that. Or like or who decided to carve behind it. I usually think art should make a room prettier. Or is that just a barred thing? Oh cool, cool. On the same page. <clears throat> well, I'm gonna go up to it <laughs> and examine the uh deer that's being preyed on. It, it is a deer. And it is completely unaware of... It appears to be completely unaware of the wolves within the artwork. Do you think this is... Oh, do you think this is a metaphor? Do you think we are maybe the deer or maybe the wolves in this scenario? Um, I feel pretty deer-like at the moment. I mean, some of us are birds, but I I, I feel pretty (laughs) deer-like now. Um, What else about the deer? It's a deer, right? Yes. Is this going to be the type of thing where I turn around and suddenly the deer attacks me, or is it, like, actually a deer? I don't know. You'll have to turn around and find out. Okay, I'm going to turn around. (laughs) (laughs) Might fuck around and find out. (laughs) You turn around, and as far as you know, the deer do not attack you. Okay, guys. I can confirm it is a deer. I'm glad we got that squared away. Perhaps we should continue (laughs) heading upstairs. Yeah, you're right. Sonny just looks at Magnus like he's, like, really slow and just goes, That is a deer. Wait, can I can I examine the silverware and stuff? Yeah. I want to take a fork. You may or take a, knife a fork. Or something. You may take some silverware. If yes, you I so take choose. some silverware. Okay, love that for you. Um, <laughs> why? What? Why would you need? You know, I whatever. Because I wanna. Okay, maybe I want a souvenir. I need to sell <laughs> some things to send some money back to my sick child. All right. You have a sick child. You need help with money. I can help you out. <laughs> that, I got plenty of was... money. I could. Yeah, I can help you out too. That was I'm like my whole backstory, bros. <laughs> okay, I have some money from being a successful bard. I'm not, I don't know how some one of us got fucking loaded. but <laughs> My money comes from my family. I come from a long line of knights in the service of Kelimvor. That is perfect for Oh, you, well, actually. that must be nice. It is. I enjoy it quite a bit. <laughs> Do you, did your character smile? Like, are you emoting with your face and speaking in monotone, or is that I, also I picture monotone? her. I picture her as Raven from Teen Titans. That yeah. Is, oh, I guess great. I never described what she looks like, did nope. I? Oh, I went through. <laughs> I wrote her gender as lesbian. Um, <laughs> she has very dark, dark brown skin, um, light freckles. Her hair is kind of a golden white, like 4C curl kind of fro but like shaved on the sides and her eyes are one gold and one gray and she's about like 
medium tall. So like, you know, five, seven, five, eight ish. She's wearing this sort of dull gray scale mail and no she has not smiled this entire time and if you've known her beforehand you've probably never seen her smile i'm into this that is severely cool (laughs) i'm very into Uh, this so just in zanu's mind he feels the most comfortable around serenity because her mannerisms make the most sense to him She's like not super emotive and like is very like a straight face. And since birds, you know, can't really smile, he's just like, oh, like this is this makes sense. This is normal. Mm-hmm. Fontaine looks like Anne Hathaway. The best. <laughs> Kleptomaniac Anne Hathaway. I love it. <laughs> it's just Catwoman from. I didn't steal all of it. Just some oh of it. my god! Every one shot, someone should have to play an Anne Hathaway character because I did Ella Frel from Ella Enchanted <laughs> yeah. in the last one. Oh my god! <laughs> awesome. Um, oh my god! Magnus Anyways, looks oh. like Jello Biafra from the Dead Kennedys in the late seventies. If I okay, know. that is a pull. Uh, yeah. I don't know what any of those words mean. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Go listen to the Dead Kennedys. Educate yourselves. Uh, yeah, he. Yeah, he keeps trying to play like dead kennedy's music but on bagpipes which is probably why it My sounds god. so god forsaken <laughs> i'm just trying to, now i'm just trying to imagine nazi punks fuck off on bagpipes <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i was thinking holiday cambodia or uh actually no nazi punks would definitely be a good one to go with you're right yeah anyways uh, back to the second floor <laughs> i'm glad you know who dead kennedy's are i'm so excited about this harrison to it all right yeah um so yeah you all said you wanted to head back up to the third floor yes second floor sorry whichever floor it was yep second floor second floor not third floor what ignore me second floor um so yeah you guys are back up at the balcony there's a single door to the left at the top of the balcony and a set of double doors to the right um zanu goes to the double doors and tries to open them uh okay the double doors uh, have dusty panes of stained glass set into them, um, and you push open the doors. The um, the stained glass is windmill-shaped, uh, and you push open the doors, and inside is a master bedroom. Big four-poster bed, uh, pretty much in the middle, with... Uh, with embroidered curtains and a gossamer veil a mat a matching set of wardrobes on the far end of the room uh a vanity with a wood framed mirror and a padded chair there's also a tiger skin rug lying on the floor in front of the doors but the but the rug itself has begun to rot Hmm. might i sit on the edge of the bed to see how bouncy it is you may um Roll it is <laughs> it is old and mm-hmm. the springs inside are pretty rusty so it doesn't mm-hmm. bounce too terribly much but it it's a high quality mattress so it bounces a little uh and it squeaks very loudly um can i go up to the stained glass window and I'm going to examine the stained glass window for anything uh, unusual, out of place, queer. It's sort of like one of those things where it would be 
it, it looks like it's not right, as it were. Otherworldly, we can we can get into that territory. Abnormal, perhaps. Yeah, I I I, I get you. Um, no, it's just a stained glass image of a windmill. I uh, want to go up to one of the wardrobes. Okay. And open one. Okay. Uh, it is empty. Uh, I want to open the other one. It is also empty. Cool. Lot to work with here, Harrison. <laughs> I would like to step on the tiger rug. You you do so. Hmm. While it, everyone else is kind of like looking around and stepping on rugs, Zanu just like is like kind of like looking off into space and is, I wonder where the monster and the parents are. We haven't heard a peep. Yeah, oh. that is kind of weird. You know, how how big is this house again, Mr. DM, sir? You, from the outside, it looked like four stories. Yeah, come on. Like, I feel like we would have run into it by now. But, <laughs> have we we not keep, this room? but keep in mind. Less than halfway. Keep in mind the spiral staircase stops on this floor. We did neglect to mention that the children we saw earlier seem to have vanished into thin air. Yeah, that creep anybody so else there's... out. Ah, so you're just now telling us this. Well, again, we saw it, and then I had to go save you from getting your ass kicked. That is true. I mean, there was a lot of thumping upstairs. There's a suit of armor. Excuse me. I disarmed that suit of armor, and I caused 15 damage. So I would not be speaking to me the way you are. So Brennan's laughing at the disarming joke again. Magnus is not disturbed, but he's (laughs) looking very grumpy. That is very good. Would you like a medal or further accolades of your good work? (laughs) Well, if you have them, then yes, I'll take them. Oh, Um, oh, man. Um, Okay, so Zano leaves the room. Um, So can he open any of the windows? Yes, they all swing outwards. (laughs) And they're large enough for him to, like, crawl through, correct? Yes. Okay, so um, I'm going to, like, briefly uh, jump out the window and start flying around the house to see if there's, like, a a way to enter, like, the upper floors um, besides, like, the stairs. So there is a large window in on the fourth, what would be the fourth floor. Uh, You peer in to there and you see... You were able to see like a storage room uh, on that top floor, uh, but other than that, there aren't really any more windows. Well, that's not true. Uh, you circle the circle around um, on the the attic specifically. You see through that into the storage room. You circle around and you can see into what looks to be a child's bedroom. This is on the east side of the house. You're looking through a window and you see what looks like a child's bedroom. Uh, There are two skeletons in there. Child-sized skeletons. And a a pretty exact model replica of the house. Hmm. Okay, so... If he's able to, like perch like by the window then he's gonna perch there if he can't then he's just gonna kind of like flap around and, and like stay suspended okay. um and he's gonna like kind of look in there and cock his head and then he's gonna look down to where the two children like were when they first 
look like mm-hmm. first walked up to the house and then look back at the skeletons and um he doesn't go back in but he's going to fly back down to his friends to to tell them what his bird eyes have seen okay um okay so back in the house uh zanu says um i have a question the children were alive right yes assuming they weren't ghosts or something mm they might be ghosts or something. I found a couple skeletons up on the fourth floor in a bedroom. Hmm. That is disquieting. There is also a small version of this house. I don't know what that means, but it could be important. Hmm. Well, how do we get up there? Not all of us have wings. Yep, I am aware that none of you have wings. It is a very hard point in our friendship, but I (laughs) must endure. Perhaps we should check out the other half of this floor. That seems like a good idea. Um, and I will do just that and go across the hallway and open the room with the single door. Okay. Same. Uh, You guys walk in there, and it's an elegantly done-up bedroom, or what used to be elegant before the rot and dust and cobwebs set in. And adjoining it is a nursery. So you can see like a cradle and a crib in there. Um, Go ahead and give me perception checks. Zana rolled a 17. I heard... Okay, who rolled the one? Me. Okay. (laughs) You become very preoccupied with your left foot. <laughs> oh, <laughs> That's <no>. pretty creative. <laughs> I also heard a 17 and a 19. I got a 12. Yes. And a 12. I got okay. the 19. Um, Magnus, you detect, yes. you, you're like, room seems fine. Seems a bit old, but like, seems fine. <laughs> I'll take it. Serenity and Zanu, however, you guys start poking around and both, and who rolled the 19? I did. Okay. Serenity, you you have the bright idea to start tapping on the walls. Because as you walk in the door, you realize that you have to walk a little ways in to get mm-hmm. into the main room. So there's like a little five-foot space of wall that doesn't quite line up with the wall on the balcony. So you start tapping on that wall, and you tap in the exact right spot. And a chunk of the wall pops out like a door. I instinctively, as soon as the wall pops, ready my mace to hit something. Should it pop out? Nothing pops out, just the wall. I seem to have found um, some kind of passageway. I say to my companions... All right, uh, I'm gonna come over there and check out your passageway. All right, is, you. How big is, is? Oh, sorry. How how big did you say it was? Uh, it is door sized. So door size. Okay. So you know, like six by two or whatever. Six by two. Okay. That's that's how big a door frame is. <laughs> I guess I don't know. Um. So yeah, you you pull open this door in the wall and look up to reveal a cobweb-filled wooden staircase leading up. 
Ugh, I hate spiders. I'll tell you what. Can does anyone have a torch? We can like Legend of Zelda this. I I I. Ooh. I um, I can pull out a torch to Thanks. burn the spiders. I also pull out a torch c- because I'm, I also have torches. Magnus is deathly afraid of spiders. <laughs> oh, um, I mean, Fontaine, if you have this handled. Uh, yeah, yeah, she has a torch. Okay. Yeah. You leading the way then? Uh, sure. Yeah, let's go. All right. All you right, start. I'm be right behind. I light up my mace. Okay, so you start, you all start heading up the stairwell, and it goes up a pretty good way. Um, and you emerge, uh, you, you, you ascend the staircase, it, you hit a landing, it turns up to the left, and you ascend that staircase as well. And you emerge into a, fa- into a fairly narrow hallway um, up top. And it's it's kind of drafty in here. It's way mustier, way dustier than the, the floor below it, but also equally rotted out. And at the end of this hallway, there are two doors, one on the left, one on the right. Hmm. Well, shall we go in the left or the right first? Um, I'm going to take out that deck of cards I got earlier and have a blackjack and a red jack. I'm going to shuffle them up. And then put oh. one in each hand. All right. If we want, I could also roll a dice for it as I pull out a <laughs> set of seven polyhedral dice <laughs> um, that my character wow. starts out with as a knight. Uh, all right. We using, I, I want to leave this choice up to fate so we can't blame anybody when they choose the wrong door. So we choose the dice, choosing the cards. What are we doing? Uh, does someone want to roll a dice to determine uh, whether we pick the dice or the cards? <laughs> God, this really is D and I feel like the cards make a little more sense. Why do we need seven dice? Well, we would just use this one dice. Um, but if you wish to use the cards, that's all right. And I put my dice away. All right, blackjack is right, redjack is left, and pick a hand. I. Pick one of them. <laughs> and we're running into the same issue again. <laughs> Somebody just say left or right, please. Or I'll, no. I'll, yeah. I'll, well, I got to pick a random one, right? Yes. I love that we're still, one. You're still leaving this oh. up to Magnus. Like, he can just say whatever he wants. Here's, here's the deal. I will roll the dice to determine which hand we pick. <laughs> okay, okay, yes, please. Odds are left, right is even. That would be... The left hand. All right, left hand is a red jack. What does that what mean? What was that? I, <laughs> yeah, which one? So I, like, I, th- I think left. that was right. I think right, I think right. it was right. Let's go right. Yeah, I think. So you approach the door on the right, and it is locked. See, no, um, no one's fault. No harm, no foul. We can't blame anyone. Is the left door also locked? No. Well, perhaps we should choose the left door first. Then. I'm not going first. I will All go right, first. I'll... Oh, okay. No, After you got it. Fontaine. I went first last time. Okay. Um, with my lit up mace, I open the door and immediately will do eyes of the grave. What does that do? Um, if there are any undead within sixty feet of me that aren't behind total cover and that aren't protected from divination magic, I will see them until the end of my next turn. Please hold. 
This says nothing about divination Probably good magic. That you went first. This says nothing about divination magic. Yep, you see it. There's a specter in this room. It is also the storage room that um, Zanu saw uh, from the window that he neglected to mention. So, as soon as I see a specter, I would like to hit it with a spell. Okay. Um, I shall hit it with my um. Ooh, I'll hit it with a guiding bolt. Okay. Uh, make a range spell attack. Okay. <laughs> That's a good roll. Okay. Um, that would be a twenty-two to hit. <laughs> what a silly question. Yes, that hits. <laughs> and then it will take. 4d6 radiant damage. Oh! It's 9 plus 7, so that is 16 radiant damage. And the next attack roll made against the target before the end of my next turn has advantage, thanks to the mystical dim light glittering on the target. Cool. Say that damage number one more time. I want to say it was 16. That's what I heard as well. Okay. Yeah, that's what I heard. All right, cool. Um, Spectre don't like that. Uh, so it whips around to face you and just lets out an otherworldly shriek mm-hmm. as it comes flying towards the party, but that kicks off the fight, which puts us back in initiative order, and we left off with Magnus. It is your turn. All right, so I am going to run over to... Um, I went over to my favorite fighter. Okay. And I am going to throw down that sweet, sweet enhance ability. Sounds good. Um, and I think I'm going to give you uh, Bear's Endurance. So uh, the target now has advantage on constitution checks and gains 2d6 temporary hit points. Um, oh. This lasts for one hour. So okay. I'm gonna roll those. That was for me, right? That yes. was for you. Roll okay. those two d six. And come on, don't make me waste my second level spell on a mediocre. Oh, here we go. And the other one is all right, guys. That's plus five hit points. <laughs> cool. You know what? That's a that's a good hit. That's a good extra hit you can take. There you go. So hopefully Thank at some you. point you'll be down to four, three, two, or one HP and still up because of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and don't Hell yeah. And you said I had. Okay, yeah. On con saves? Yes. And then I'm going to hide behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and hope Got the, it. the bullet sponge. Cool. Okay. Um. <laughs> Well, the specter is going to charge. Uh, it is going to continue its charge at uh, Serenity, and is going to reach out with its uh, non-corporeal hand. Does a seventeen hit? No, it does not. All right, cool. Uh, you're able to like lean back a little bit, and it avo- and it swipes in front of you, not making contact. Fontaine, it's your turn. All right. 
Um, I'm going to use my trusty dusty long sword that I found at the uh, bottom floor, and I'm just gonna take a swing. All right, go for it. Let's do it. That is a 19. Yep, that hits. Hell yeah. Okay. Um, 1d8 plus 5. That is 8 damage total. Cool. You swing that longsword at the specter, and it passes straight through. And Great. It di- Well, no. Hold on. <laughs> it passes straight oh. through as the specter dissipates. It just oh. disappears. I it's- don't know if that's good or bad. You killed it. Oh, I killed it. Nice. Okay. Well oh, wait. Did you roll that with advantage? Because you had advantage. Oh, no, but I guess it doesn't really matter. Yeah, it doesn't really yeah. matter. Um, after the ghost cool. dissipates, or the specter dissipates, Zanu uh, goes up to Serenity and says, All right, very no-nonsense. Swing first, ask questions later. That's the way to do it. And then he, like, walks into the room. <laughs> I will follow behind. All right. Yeah, uh, Magnus is going to go in as well, still crouched yep. behind the, the fighter he buffed. <laughs> yeah. All right. Okay. Uh, so you enter this dusty old storage room. It's packed with old furniture, uh, chairs, coat racks, mirrors, mannequins, and are, they all have um, white sheets draped over them. Uh, and that's about all you can tell at a quick glance of this room. It just looks like a storage place. Hmm. I am going to start pulling sheets off of things. Okay. Um, you, the, you pull a sheet off of what looks to be a wooden, uh, like a trunk, like a chest that would have things in it. And you do that. Okay. And laying right next to it is a old corpse. Eh. All right. This place smells like bad winds, all right? How, uh, how old are we talking on this corpse? Um, give me a medicine check. Uh, May I also inspect the corpse? Yes. So medicine. Yeah, I'm proficient in medicine. Cool. As well. So cool. Go for it. It's gonna be like thirty seconds. (laughs) Whoever killed it's right behind you. (laughs) Uh, that's that's five total. (laughs) So maybe not me. That would be a nineteen from me. Okay. Uh, That's that's a ten. I didn't beat the death cleric on uh, inspecting the corpse. There's a shocker. (laughs) Gasp. Um, Serenity, you examine this corpse and one, you're able to tell that it was stabbed multiple times, which is what killed it. And two, that this corpse is at least 15 years old. I would like to whisper a quiet prayer for the soul that was taken so violently and that it may find rest. Okay, you do so. So, this guy was fucking murdered. Astute observation. Um, perhaps we should check the other room, or... Well, can I open the trunk? I would like to open the trunk. You may. around here more. Uh, I open the trunk. Inside the trunk is... Inside the trunk is a top hat and tuxedo coat with tails. 
Hell yeah. I'm taking I'm taking the top hat. And they That's are they are perfectly elf half elf sized. Hell uh, yeah. I'm taking both of them. Code in. Okay, okay. That's fine. That's fine. Finders keepers, bitch. Is, oh my God. is there anything else These in there? The Perhaps a of a family who was murdered. There is all another set of hat and tuxedo coat. You're so merciful. I'm going to snag him. This seems a bit disrespectful. All right, they don't have any need for it. He's right, you know. Hmm. Yeah, honestly, I'm sure they're happy that uh, their material things on this plane of existence are still seeing wear and tear. Um, at least that's what I'm going to tell myself so I feel better about stealing it. So Zanu like considers the corpse for a moment and um you know does this kind of bird thing where he cocks his head and like looks at it with one eye and he says um I it seems to me that whatever was here was here a long time ago but all we've seen is ghosts and maybe the kids were right the parents were murdered and so were they but I'm not sure what more we could do here maybe the monster's gone are there any more corpses in this room? Not in this room. Okay. Um, have you? Are you finished pilfering from the dead? I say, looking at Magnus and Fontaine. Yes, I'm done for now. I'm absolutely finished pilfering from the dead. I I just wanted to tuxedo. Now I'm a very handsome, handsome bard. Mm-hmm. Perhaps we should check across the room. I meant the hallway, but still. That's a good plan. Airtight. All right. Uh, you guys leave this room and are now standing in front of the locked door into the other room. Um, Shall we try just... to break it open again? Perhaps. Would you like to go first? Yes, I'll go first this time. I'm going to use my not broken hand axe to uh, <laughs> to hit it. Roll to hit. Give it a good old hit. Roll to hit. Not not strength. Roll to hit. Okie dokie. God damn it. That's an eight. Uh, I mean, you hit the door. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I hope so. You hit the door. Roll damage. Roll damage. Okay. Uh, 1d6 plus 5. Uh, that's ten. Ten damage. Uh, you put a... You hit the, the door with your axe and put a... Like, it, the, the axe punches through, shining style. Uh, and you... Cool. You wrench it out and a good couple of pieces of the door come out. And you guys can see through very clearly. It's the children's room uh, with the two skeletons and the model of the house. Am I, is it, is the hole big enough for me to like reach my arm in and try to open it from the other side? Yes. The door? Ro- roll dexterity. Okay. Um, dexterity. Oh my God. That's a five. Nope. <laughs> um, you, yeah. You reach in and tr- fumble with the handle, but nothing's, nothing happening. Can oh. I peek through the shining hole and eyes of the grave again? Yes. Um, you do not see anything. Okay. Would you like to try again, or do you want me to do it? I say to Fontaine. 
Uh, you go for it. Okay. But, you know, I tried the first time, and I if, I, if anyone was to get it open, it would probably be me, but sure, give it a whirl. Okay, so that's Dex? Yes. Um, yeah, that's not, that's not going to cut it. All right. You reach through, <laughs> and, you reach through and fumble with the lock as well. Oh, that is pretty difficult, actually, yes. Mm, mm. Was it? Yes, it was. Uh, do I need to <laughs> repeat things twice for you? Does anyone else want to try? Um, Zanu, like, looks at the door and just kind of considers it for a moment, and then he's just gonna, like, try to kick it. Like, he's just gonna, like, kind of rear back and just try to kick it in. Okay. But, you know, I have low strength stats, so <laughs> let's see how this goes. <laughs> Um, I'm guessing I'm rolling to hit, or am I rolling for strength? Roll to hit on this one. Okay. Ooh, uh, that's a two. Yikes, guys. You somehow, man- door you somehow managed to miss <laughs> kicking the door. <laughs> <laughs> right, this is not what I'm made for. We don't really kick open doors where I come from. Oh, this is embarrassing. <laughs> Why do we have to build houses anyway? Just build a nest like a normal human. A normal human? Normal humans do not build nests. What? Normal humans do have... not build nests. Does does this Arakakra have Kitsa disease where <laughs> it has no idea it's an Arakakra? <laughs> no, he knows it's an Arakakra. Thinks he's a human. Magnus, would you like to try something or should I just beat the shit out of it with my mace? <laughs> Ah, beating the shit out of it tends to work. Bah. All right. If that's what you're doing, give me a. Let's do. This time, let's do strength with advantage. With advantage. Hmm. That would be a non-natural twenty. Cool. You bring your mace down right on the doorknob, and it and obliterate the lock mechanism. Mm-hmm. And the door swings open. Yeah, I was going to say, I would like to just, as I've probably beaten out a large chunk of this door, just take my finger and tap it as it just swings open. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I assume we all enter the room. I would assume yeah, so. Yeah, we're going well. in. I'm heading in. All right. These are the children I saw from the window. As I see the skeletons, I would like to do the same thing I did for the one in the other room, which is say a brief prayer to help them in their passage onto their next life. And you do so. I'm looking around. What's this room looking like? Uh, so this room, uh, close to the door is a toy chest with windmills painted on its side and a dollhouse that's a perfect replica of the jury edifice in which you stand. These furnishings are draped in cobwebs. I don't know what their deal with windmills is. Does anyone know any of the significance of windmills? Mm. Can I roll a history check on that? Yeah. All right. History. That's a 12. Not terrible. You know 
you are able to cast it back in your mind and remember hearing something of a locally owned windmill uh, that was unfortunately torn down a couple years ago due to multiple payment defaults. Hmm. Okay. Do you think they might have been the owners of that old windmill nearby? She asks to anyone and everyone in the room. Um, it is possible. It seems, you know, it seems pretty likely. Or maybe they're related to the owners, or their parents were the owners. I don't know, um, I don't know. But it seems like an oddly specific object to have around all this much. Zanu, once again, doesn't really understand the implications of that question, and just kind of, like, doesn't respond because he doesn't want to look like an idiot in front of his, uh, his humanoid non-avian friends, so he just kind of keeps quiet. Fair enough. Um, are we pressed for time here? Ah, we were just on patrol. We just kind of found this place. If it is alright with you, I would like to take some time to cast a ritual on these bodies. It would take about a half hour total. Alright, works for me. Um, I'd like to ritually cast Gentle Repose on each of the all three skeletons, so it's like ten minutes each. Okay. Um, and... You touch a corpse or other remains for the duration. They're protected from decay and cannot become undead. Um, just as a way of keeping them, you know. Gotcha. Like, their spirits happy. At least for the next ten days. Alright. Sounds good to me. Um, while she's doing that, Zanu, um, he does not touch the toy house, but he does, like, kind of crouch down and, like, fold his wings around himself and, like, look into right. the house to see if you can see anything interesting. Cool. Two questions. One, what's your passive perception? Okay. Um, passive perception. Uh, okay, wait, where is that? Oh, there it is. Uh, ten. Cool. Uh, second question, more of a request. Roll perception check. Uh, it's a natural 20. Awesome. <laughs> so, you examine this replica of the house um which from the uh, which the outside of which looks like it's four floors but the inside is still only three but you what also strikes your attention is in that storage room that you had just left where one of the walls is supposed to be is a doorway down to a seat down to ooh, a spiral staircase all right. So Zanu notices this, um, like you said, mm-hmm. and uh, kind of takes a confused expression on his face and like kind of like shifts in his stance a little bit and then like musters up the courage to ask a question mm-hmm. to the rest of the party. And he says, um, uh, do dollhouses usually have secret passageways in them? As you ask that question, you hear from the other room the sound of stone sliding against stone. Uh, follow-up question. Uh, this dollhouse has a secret passage in it, uh, where a wall in, uh, the storage room is, and I think it just opened. And that, that's unsettling. Um, um, I don't know what to do about that. Oh, good. 
So Zanu, I guess, is going to stand up from the dollhouse and walk, like, carefully into mm-hmm. the storage room and kind of peek around. So he just, like, his bird beak kind of, like, pokes through the door first and then his eyes and his rest of his, like, shoulders and head <laughs> kind of, like, pop through. So as you poke your head in, um, you see where a stone wall that you had assumed was part of, like, the chimney is now gone. And in its place is a spiral staircase descending down. It is pitch black inside, and you can hear faint chanting. Oh. I have a question for you all. In the instance that, well, this goes south, would you rather I help you or hurt others? I think we can, um, we're going to do best by helping each other in this case. All right. The flock is always the most important. Okay. Okay, buddy. Okay. (laughs) I will cast light on my mace and head down. Okay. So you're leading? Um, Yes, unless there are any objections. Nope. All right. Nope, Zanu falls behind her. Okay. (laughs) Everyone's like, nah. (laughs) So you all head into the spiral staircase and it goes down. And down, and down, and descends past where you, where your sense memory tells you that the base floor of the house is. So you keep descending below the house an, another 10, 20, 30 feet down. And the chanting gets louder and louder uh, the further down the stairs you get. And the stairs eventually spit you out into a chamber which has a let me put it this way you 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 exit the stairwell and into a 40 foot square room it is a stone room and the masonry of of the walls provides excellent acoustics featureless stone pillars support the ceiling and a breach in the west wall leads to a dark cave heaped with trash uh, wa- murky water covers most of the room. Stairs lead up to dry stone ledges that hug the wall, but in the center of the room, more stairs rise to form an octagonal dais that also rises above the water. Rusty chains with shackles dangle from the ceiling directly above a stone altar mounted on the dais. The altar is carved with hideous depictions of, ga- of grasping ghouls and is stained with dry blood. The water on the floor is about two feet deep, as you enter the room, you're finally able to make out the chanting. But before you can process what it says, it stops entirely. And, yeah. Okay, I have an out-of-character question and an in-character question. Okay. Um, out-of-character question is, how tall is the room? And would I be able to fly around it? Um, The ceiling is 16 feet high. Uh, the stone shelf and the dais are five feet high, so you have 11 feet of clearance between the top of the stone and the ceiling. Okay. Um, <clears throat> going back into character. Uh, what the fuck is this? Is this normal? Do you guys build homes like this? Why would anybody build this? No, I assure you this is not normal. Yeah, this, I mean, I live in like a, a shack, so I... Some people might, but not me, no. 
Um, usually we don't build such structures this far underground with no light. And she, I mean, honestly, I mean, this person seems to love death and creepy things. So if she says that's not normal, then I mean, man, this must be really weird. Okay, so Zanu like nods approvingly at their answers and is just like, uh, good, I'd have a serious problem and I'd have to talk to you guys about this because this is just no way of going about raising or building a place to raise your chicks. It's what? Uh, dried blood? <laughs> no, g- weird monster? Yeah, this is this is definitely not up to our standards. I want to meet the Rob chicks. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> they all make some pretty atrocious baby noises. I'm not sure that they would be very comforting <laughs> to your ears. <laughs> Hello, hello, hello again. It's time for the mid-roll announcements. I'm your host, Amelia. Who let that girl near the mic, Psalm to Surf, here to give you the latest and greatest from your favorite actual pay podcast. First and foremost, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you spend your downtime scrolling to keep up with the Guildfellows news as it breaks. You can find us and our content at Guildfellows on an app near you. And this wouldn't be the mid-roll announcements if I didn't remind you to check out our merchandise at merch.guildfellows.com. Show your Guildfellows pride with our new crest and keep an ear out for more merch dropping in the future. I wrote down an eyes emoji on this script. You know, the little mm, side eye emoji. So interpret those vibes as you will. Mm-hmm. As you've maybe noticed, this is a break from our usual storyline. Since the end of season one, we've had this one shot, one more coming up, and a Q&A episode for the next few weeks before we dive into our next story. Worry not, your faves from season one will return eventually, but in the meantime, we have something that I probably should announce right now in the works for this next season. I'm so excited, and you should be too. Lastly, but certainly not least, if you haven't already, please, please, please drop some nice words in a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps our podcast get out to even more viewers. And if you're one of those new listeners, welcome. We're happy to have you here. Now, I think I've covered everything and I've gone on long enough, so I'll let you get back to this episode. My favorite part comes up in the second half. Have I told you guys about Anchor? If you haven't heard about it, let me explain. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's a free app that you can find in your phone's app store. It gives you creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast straight from your phone or your computer. Let it be known that you don't need a professional setup to start a podcast. Anchor distributes your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and tons of other platforms. You can make money from your podcasts with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We use Anchor for our podcast, and as the one who edits and posts our episodes, it honestly makes my job so much easier. I really and truly love it. If you're looking to start your own podcast, I highly recommend using Anchor to do so. You can download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So, uh, yeah. Water room, dais in the middle, pile of trash on the far side. Thing I didn't mention that is important. On the right side of the room from where you're standing, far corner on top of the stone shelf, you see a ladder going all the way up through the ceiling. Does it go like through the ceiling like there's a hole or the ladder yes, stops at the ceiling? Yes, there is a hole. 
Hmm. All right, Zanu's going to fly over to the ladder and, like, grab onto it and, like, look up into the hole and see if he can see anything. Uh, you can tell it goes up quite a ways, but you can't quite make it. Mm. Do you have dark vision? I don't think bird boys get dark vision. Um, but then it no. should say on the, the left of your senses. I do not. In the okay. senses box. Then no, you cannot see the end of it. Okay. All right, I'm going to walk over to it, wade through the the water, I guess, and see if I can see up it, because I have uh, dark vision for 60 feet. Okay, yeah. At about that 60 feet level, you see uh, the bottom of a trap door. There's a door up there. Hmm. I, um, I would like to take this moment to cast False Life on myself. What does False Life do? I have not heard that one before. It's awesome. Um, I gain 1d4 plus 4 temporary hit points for the next hour. Smart. Into it. I believe it's a necromancy spell, right? Yes, it is. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Alright, I have 6 temporary hit points. Cool. Um, well, I have 5, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna you. buff you again. Don't worry. Hell yeah. We're gonna. I'm gonna make the Chad Hannah build. <laughs> Hell yeah. I'm still not up to full though, so it's just gonna put me up to full. I also have. Uh, well, first I'm gonna heal you. Don't worry. It's coming. All things are cool. good time. For cool. The, for him, Bo Hannah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hashtag himbo Hannah. <laughs> himbo Han. It's so fun to get to play with Han. I, you know, after all this time of her being God and me being a gnome. Ugh. Hell yeah. All right. Uh, what's the plan, fam? Trapdoor. Um, yeah, I'd like to sort of walk throughout this room um, toward the trapdoor. Okay. How are you getting it's there? It's up the ladder. Yeah. Um. So, can you... Can you kind of describe the room? So there's yeah. water. So there's yeah. two feet of water through pretty much the entire room, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Around the outside, like around the walls, are stone shelves uh, about five feet high uh, that you can walk on. And then in the center of the room is a stone dais with the altar on it, which is also about five feet up. Okay. And how much distance between the stone dais in the center of the room and the platforms on the sides of the room? Please hold. So from the center of the dais to the ledge, like the the edge of the shelf, is about 15 feet. The ledges are five Mm -hmm. feet wide, so the whole room is about, it's it's a 40 foot by 40 foot square room. Okay. I'm just looking up jumping rules in 5e. <laughs> you don't know those <laughs> off the top of your head. I don't know those uh, off the top I don't. of my head. Um, let's see. And the ladder is above the stone dais, so there's a ladder no, in the back of the room. It is. it is the far right corner of the room. Did you say there was a staircase in this room also? 
there are staircases from the water up to the ledges right at the oh, okay. at I got the you. where you're, where you're coming in. Okay. Okay. I would like to walk up along the left side of the room. Okay. And attempt to jump to the stone dais in the center. Okay. Uh so when you make a long jump, this is according to roll 20. Mm-hmm. You cover a number of feet up to your strength score if you move at least 10 feet on foot immediately before the jump. If you do it standing, right. you can only leap half that distance. Is it possible for me to get to running jump with 10 feet of movement? You would have to... I I think I would be okay with that because running the length of the shelf and then launching yourself kind of sideways, I, I yeah. could see that. Okay, so my strength score is 16. Okay, so that would put you pretty much dead center, going from the edge, so 5, 10, 15. Yep, that would put you right on the center. Yeah, I can, like, catch the edge and pull myself up if needed. Yeah. That would put you on the center of the dais, and because of... It's it's tiered, so there's stairs going up to it, so you would at least land on the lowest stair. Got it. Um, yeah, I'm going to look around the room from this new perspective. So, as you land on the dais, and we're going to go ahead mm-hmm. and say you land on the top of it, rather than the stairs. Sure. You land on the top of the, da- top of the dais, looking uh, right about level with the altar, which is right in front of you now. And as you land... The chanting that had dissipated when you walked in the room begins to rise again as 13 dark apparitions appear on the ledges overlooking the room, so that shelf you just jumped from. Mm-hmm. Each one resembles a black-robed figure holding a torch, but the torch's fire is black and seems to draw the light into it as if it's negative space. Where you'd expect to see faces are empty voids. And they chant over and over again in perfect unison. One must die. Mm-hmm. I mean, technically, Rob's a bird, not a person. So, I mean, if is anyone else on the, have this on the table right now? One must die. It could be one of them. All right, guys, what's, what's the plan? Um, well, I would rather none of us die. You can, you want to attack one? I'm going to attack one. Can I attack one? Yeah. I would also like to attack one after he does. I'm going to point at um, the one in the middle because there's 13 of them and uh, <clears throat> cast Vicious Mockery. I'm like, yo, your outfit sucks compared to my tuxedo, bro. Surely a vicious mockery. <laughs> Nothing happens. <laughs> they I, I, they I can t- I'm aware. <laughs> they continue to chant, One must die. Their chants being directed at Serenity. Um, I would like to shoot a sacred flame at any of them. Okay. And they... I just point at one. Um, hold out my hand with an open palm as this sort of grayish light shoots forward at them and they would need to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. 
All right. Um, they rolled a 16. That will succeed. Okay. The, the, your sacred flame passes directly through them and they reaffirm the chant. One must die. One must die. And everyone else hears this chant? Yes. Hmm. It fills I... the room. Can I fire one of my 20 crossbow bolts in one of their faces? You can. One of their chests. All right, I'm going to shoot one in the chest. Cool. The bolt passes directly through them. I'm, oh, <laughs> you know, I'm getting really sick of this. Okay, um, so, I, so Zanu I, has an idea. Or, okay, yeah, you go. Okay, so Zanu is going to fly from where he's on the ladder and land um, next to the dais um, across from Serenity. And he's going to cast his cantrip, Minor Illusion, to create a uh, illusory body of a kind of standard-looking uh, human male, um, and his you know roughly between like twenty-five and thirty, um, and you know uh, he then, assuming that succeeds and he's on the table, he is. Um, uh, I'm going to pull out a. Uh, my just small dagger that I have in my person, and I'm going to uh, stab him in the heart, the illusion in the heart, and okay. uh, the illusion bleeds like a normal person. Okay, and I'm going to add my presidentated fake blood magician magic. <laughs> okay. Um. While while that goes on, I want to rush up the ladder, dash up the ladder. Okay. Um. I'll come back to you in a second, Han. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, Zanu, you try this, and the chanting gets more insistent. One must die. Damn, smart. Um, Fontaine, can I ask a question? One really second. quick. Oh uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Go, go for um, it. Um, and I'm standing right in front of just a plain altar, right? Uh, well, plain, as plain as it can be. It is stained with blood and has the edifice of uh ghouls carved into it uh continue fontaine that's all i wanted to know that's fair yes fontaine you uh shuffling on up this ladder uh, uh and can i try to open the trap door at the top you can it does not budge okay um cool <laughs> Can I, can I hit it, or is that too much in one one turn? Um, you could try to hit it. It'll be at disadvantage because you're trying to hold onto a ladder at the same time. All right. Um. Okay. Uh, strength to hit or strength for strength, strength check. check. Strength check. Okay. Oh, that's a seven and a thirteen, so seven. Uh, you you smack the the trap door from below, but it does not budge. All right, I tried. <laughs> I'm gonna head back down if I can. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe uh, we should just leave. We don't have to sacrifice anything. We don't even know what a sacrifice would do. Maybe hold it. Maybe one of them is vulnerable and the rest of them aren't. Can I just take up my knife and drag them through the through them and see if any of them spew like spews blood? You can. Um, they all... The sensation of dragging your knife through these beings 
is like you know how when you were a kid and you used to like eat jello all the time i'm just spitballing here uh and like that sensation of pushing a spoon into jello sure uh that's i guess <laughs> that's that's kind of, that's that's the feeling you get dragging this knife <laughs> through these things. It doesn't do anything. They just kind of mold around your knife. And not one of them seems more no. corporal than the others. Okay. They in, they keep chanting at Serenity, one must die, one must die. Hmm. Just, oh, um, wait, can... wait, 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 Serenity, you have dice. Is a plan to wear dice? Please use, use dice for something, please. Um, one must die. Oh, my God. I oh. place one of my ten-sided dies on the altar. You should probably roll a, a ten-sided dice and see what number you get. Yeah, you should. <laughs> you should. Um, that is an eight. The the chanting alters for one iteration, uh, and you hear, One must die. Clever, but one must die. <laughs> um, I um, put the dice back in my dice pouch. That was um, so worth it. <laughs> just like as a curious question, what's everyone's max HP? Just like wondering. <laughs> 21. Um, 25. But I'm at 20 since I've taken damage. Mm. Yeah, I'm at 19 right now. I'm at 17. Um, Zanu would like to do an arcana check on the altar and the figures. Okay. Um, should we should I roll separately for checking the altar and the figures? No. Okay, well, I rolled a six because uh, my dice hate me right now. Then so. yes. Okay, <laughs> so we'll say that, that was for the figures. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Okay, that one was a 17. Okay, so. For the altar. You are pretty easily able to determine that while you aren't sure what these figures are or how they got there or, like, what they're a part of, their intentions are very clear. You look at the state of this altar and you put together that, yes, they will not be satisfied until someone dies on this altar. Um, Magnus? Yes? Could I kill you for a moment? You know what? Honestly, (laughs) I've had this coming for a while. Could I do one thing first, though? Sure. All right. um, Can I find some bugs or like a worm especially here this is my dying wish harrison so please okay okay um okay <laughs> yeah sure okay okay so i'm gonna grab my worm and i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna toss it in the air in front of rob and see if <laughs> he eats it um zanu does track it and even though he's very disgusted with himself <laughs> he is quite hungry and he does have bird-like instincts and he does oh take after God. pigeons so he does snatch it with his beak out of the air and chews it and looks at you and you can't really tell his facial expression changed but his eyes get really narrow and he does like look at you like yeah maybe it'd be okay if this man died <laughs> Just, oh no! Because he's a bird, and I wanted to try. Okay, I'm gonna jump up onto the altar, 
and I'm going to play Taps on the Bagpipes. I will drop a YouTube link in the chat. This is, it's actually pretty funny. This is uh, whenever I DM a campaign and a character dies, I always play Taps on Bagpipes. So, um, yeah, so you can hear Taps playing and echoing throughout the, the chamber. Yep, okay, sure. I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, would do you have a way you would prefer to die? I can bludgeon you with my mace. I could shoot you with a crossbow. I could um, burn you with radiant holy light. Can't you just like stab me in the heart? I feel like that's much quicker. Than, um, or if you could behead me, does anyone have a large sword? I would prefer to not behead you. Um, I mean, Fontaine has a large sword. Yeah, Fontaine, could I borrow your sword? I feel like Fontaine finally gets down in the middle of this discussion and she's like, are we seriously considering one of our own party members? What has gotten into you three? Well, he'll only be dead for a little while. Uh, Zana would like some more explanation about what's about to happen. Yes, if you could walk us through your process, Miss Serenity, I would very much appreciate that. I was ready to go already, to be honest. Like, you can yeah. just get it over with. I mean, I'm, before I, you guys can explain it afterwards, because I'm going to psych myself out of this whole death thing. Yeah, I feel like. Um, Zano has reaffirmed in his opinion that Magnus is extraordinarily dumb for a human. Um, <laughs> or I guess a half elf. I don't have the most intelligence. I uh, will lay Magnus on the altar, um, and I'm just going to stab him with my mace. <laughs> That, and Taps is really going, okay. by the way. The bagpipes um, are roaring. Okay. Okay. Um, so because you <laughs> Yikes, decided... To, so because you decided <laughs> to do this, roll the hit. Oh, God. Um, I can't believe this. Can I have uh, advantage since he's, like, yes, willing? Yes, because he's willing, you have advantage. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you still miss. Um, that is a 15. What's your AC? Uh, 13. Yep, that hits. <laughs> Fuck him up. I cannot fucking believe this. <laughs> <laughs> My character has six intelligence. That is, ab- a- you know what? That's absolutely fair. Um, that Holy is shit. a five. And <laughs> I'd like to go for it again. Okay. How much? Mu- all right. Yeah, sure. Um, Magnus, what's your health looking like? Uh, I'm at um, 12 right now. All right. Uh, can I, is it, is it my turn? Can I cast a spell? Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, I cannot believe this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, hold up. Here, it, it, where is that spell? Temporary sure characters, that. man. Yep, <laughs> that is totally fair. <laughs> There it is. I'm going to cast... Um, here it is. So I'm going to implant uh, a message within um, within a rock nearby um, using magic mouth. Okay. Um, and once I die, it's going to deliver a message. Okay. Okay. Again? Go for it. Fontina is just watching in shock from the other <laughs> side of the room. <laughs> that will be yeah, a there's, twenty-three there's to some hit. Consequences to this yeah, twenty-three for hits. Zanu. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, that's another five damage. All right, so he's at seven. You want to do it again? Yeah. Uh, hold up, it's my turn now. That is fair. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. Uh, that's fair. I'm gonna cast a uh, mage hand. Okay. And then I'm gonna have to the mage hand 
uh, stick a finger in my mouth, and I'm going to give one of the ghouls a wet willy. Y'all, this is going to, like, summon a god or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, I fucking this, cannot yeah, believe this. Why did we go with this plan? <laughs> Anybody has a plan B, I'll be open. This is going to bring their death god down, and we're just going to die instantly. We almost had a Guildfellows episode where it didn't become typical Guildfellows stupid. Like, we almost had, like, a really serious one-shot. And then um, Brennan's like, yeah, kill me. But he hits with a mace. It's going to be quick so and easy. I just rolled for my next attack, and I got a natural 20. Ah! <laughs> so that's double the dice. Um, which isn't great. That would only be 11 damage total. You know, I like how we decided to go along with their plan, whatever it may be. I like that we are on their side for some reason. Okay, okay, we can. If we you can had an stop. objection, you could have stopped me. Yeah, we um, could. I'm open to other suggestions. I mean, are you dead now? <sighs> yeah, he's hit zero. Um, All right, now I'm gonna. Have he's will fucking crash. No, you're willing. You don't get death saves, my bitch. <laughs> yes, yes, I do. Um, I get death saves. Even I'm if I God. Am I am God of this world. <laughs> Okay. Uh, you wanted Magnus. to die, dude. You wanted to die. You didn't resist these hits. When you have to re-roll a character like 90% of the way through your one-shot because you decide <laughs> self-sacrifice on an altar was a good idea. Nah, man, as you're as, dead. You're We're committing to this. He, you're fucking dead. As okay. soon as he hits zero hit points, I will cast Spare the Dying. <laughs> so he just yeah. stabilizes at zero. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we call a giant so then my uh so i planted the message in the rock which is um so that was the magic mouth spell and just so everybody knows so um it did trigger um although i didn't actually die because um good old uh, serenity and let me read the description because i don't actually have it in my head i here we go <clears throat> A magical mouth appears on the object and recites the message um, at the same volume that I spoke it. So I spoke it very quietly, but you guys can uh, you can barely hear the whisper. I hope stage whisper. And anyway, yes. So I all I said was, was <laughs> take that, Harrison. <laughs> so um, as okay. he's. As he's yeah. dead and I pick his body up over my shoulder, does anything happen from having killed someone? Yes. Um, I wanted, Did you actually cast Spare the Dying or is he like dead dead? No, I cast Spare the Dying. So he's not dead. Oh. Well, I assumed that he could die and I could bring him. Oh, shit. No, that's, hmm. how, that's how that works. Like, yeah, then my heart stopped and then it unstopped. Okay, so while Harrison thinks of uh, how to finagle us out of this horrible scenario, um, I am going to do some <laughs> some ex explanation on how Zanu reacts to all this, mm -hmm. because there's several taboos that were just broken. Um, so, first of all, the Erekakra have a very like non-interventionist policy, especially with other races, hence why I did not stop her. However... Attacking somebody that you consider a friend is taboo for a lot of reasons and across cultures and it no longer trusts um, serenity and that basically means I'm not going to help you intervene in any of your fights or try to save you if you die. You are now just a non-entity to Zanu and will not offer any sort of aid or friendship. Serenity can live with that. Um, 
Um, so just to clarify, after he hits zero hit points is what he hits zero, and then I immediately cast Spare the Dying. Okay, my my one, my concern is he was at seven health, and you did eleven, which overkills him. Two. Well, doesn't it only overkill him if it goes over his max health in the negative direction? It's variable depending on what DM you have. Some do negative a half, some do negative a full. Uh, and that also depends on like whether or not you're doing max health or current health. Either way, you don't like over overkill him. But like, it's not an insta kill. He would still have to do saves. But my point is, in terms <laughs> of hitting the requirements that the cult is that the apparitions are laying out for you. Hmm. So you, it is either all or nothing here. Can somebody bring me back then? Because I mean, um, I just no, I can't. I can't do anything to help you. You just allowed yourself to get murked. I think yeah, the only person really with either. the the only person with the ability to bring you back is Serenity. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Um. Well, it seems that. Well, we have him here. Uh, do you think we should just let him die, or should I bring him back, or... I am hands-off in this situation. This is your mistake. You have to deal with it. Hmm. We could try and destroy the altar. You're dead. Uh, that's <laughs> no, what you're my, not. That's what my well, rock says. My, <laughs> I recorded that, too. <laughs> Stop that. That's far too silly. Well, if... Neither of you care about his life, then I yeah. will just let him die. You guys are complacent in murder. I was really expecting more than that. You guys actually sacrificed. Oh, okay, me. okay. You- Z- I'll amend a previous statement. <laughs> Zanu will not let him die. He does think he's incredibly stupid, but Y'all he is also a friend. literally did nothing. You had several rounds. <laughs> I am across the room right now, surrounded by water. Okay, so Zanu is going to insist on at least addressing his gaping mace wounds to try to prevent him from dying, and is certainly not going to let you try to kill him again. Okay. Right now, he's slunked over my shoulder. I picked him up. Um, He's stable, but if we do not kill him, I don't know how we get out of this room. Um, okay, so Zanu's gonna fly back over to the ladder, and I want to cast Firebolt at the trapdoor. Okay. Just, like, shoot it up from the bottom. Okay. So you've left the dais. Are the rest of y'all still standing on this fucking dais? (laughs) Yeah, I'm still standing on the (laughs) dais. I'm I'm just waiting for things to happen. Okay. I'm I'm still on the ladder. Okay. Um, yeah, so, he's, okay. so he's fireman carried by me. Okay, so Fontaine is still over by the ladder. Uh, Zanu flew up and is like throwing spells at the door. Um, and you guys are still standing on the dais. Mm-hmm. So my question for you right. is, are you going to stay on the dais and kill him, or are you going to leave? Um, well... I look at the others. Um, yeah, I guess we... So, are do you not want me to kill him? I say it to the no, others. No, stop trying to kill people to satisfy magical space apparitions. I don't know if they're space apparitions, but stop trying to satisfy mad murderous apparitions. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'll just get off the dais. Why not? All right, cool. You get off the dais, and the um, <laughs> oh boy, uh, the the figures chant changes, uh, and they start chanting, "Morgoth, the Decayer, we awaken thee." I am so glad we didn't awaken. Uh, the decayer and as 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 they're chanting that pile of trash over in the corner stands up oh no and they change they change their chant again and start chanting the end comes death be praised the end comes death be praised and disappear as this um shambling mound shall we say comes hobbling towards you all. And that, just puts, wanna... that puts oh, us back going... in the initiative order. So mm-hmm. say your thing. Oh, I was just going to put some cure wounds into dead Magnus. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah. He, and she does that before the shambling mound, as I, as I, as I recall. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. I'm raising my finger in the air. <laughs> it can be on initiative if it needs to be. Uh, then let's do it on initiative. Okay. Zanu, you're first. Um, okay. It's also worth, it's also worth noting that that door, nothing happened to it. Okay, good. I I figured since you just moved (laughs) on, the way you described it made it seem pretty futile. Um, Okay. So I'm going to use the spell uh, Ray of Frost. Okay. Um, and I'm is it going... still a pile of trash? It is. It is a pile of organic trash, and oh, yeah, it is. It's not great. Yikes! All right. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna cast Ray of Frost at it. Um, so I'll, I'll roll to hit it. <laughs> All right. Okay, that is a 22 to hit. Yep. Okay. Do my first damage of the one shot. So excited. Uh, and that will do 13 damage. Okay. 13 cold damage. Okay. Uh, you fire off a ray of frost at this thing, uh, and it hits. Uh, it just doesn't do nearly as much damage as you thought it was going to do. Okay. Um, also, if it does succeed in hitting it, its uh, speed is reduced by ten feet until the start of its next turn, or uh, next st- the start of my next turn. Sorry. Okay. Cool. Um. Well, it's gonna be it is its turn next, and it is going to hobble on over towards, um. Serenity and Magnus. Dope. It doesn't get to move very far, but it moves far enough to get there. Um, and it is going to pull back a what looks like viney arm and whip it at you, um, Serenity. <laughs> so the first swipe is going to do twenty-two to hit. Yep. Which does 
Yes, nine bludgeoning damage. And then it is going to swing at you again and miss. Awesome. So you take nine bludgeoning damage, and it is your turn. Okay. I would like to cast Cure Wounds at second level into my good friend Magnus. You just automatically take 19 health since you are at zero hit points. Nice. Um, Magnus is... I cannot believe you guys actually did that. No one stopped me. Uh, you kind of asked for it. You kind of mm-hmm. asked for I'm it. Sorry, I could. I'm joking. <laughs> um, as a bonus action, I will cast Spiritual Weapon. Okay. Um, and then I make a melee spell attack. Okay. That is... How do you do math? That is a non-natural 20. Yep, that hits. Thank God. And that is a total of eight damage. Okay. Um, and the spiritual weapon itself looks like um, a set of balancing scales, and it spins, and one of them whaps it Bop. on the side of its giant weird form. I don't really know if it has a neck or a head. Fair enough. Um. All right, so that's going to be your turn. Magnus is up next. I am going to roll um, over <laughs> out of the fireman carry uh, and thank Serenity for bringing me back. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to run over towards um, <clears throat> our favorite fighter. Okay. And I am going to um, grab her arm and cast heroism. Um, so the the creature is immune to being frightened and gains temporary hit points equal to my spell casting modifier at the start of each of its turns. Um, so that is five. All right. Uh, so five plus five, so you got ten temporary hit points. And how much damage have you taken? So you're at like. I'm at nineteen right now, so with ten, it would bring me up to to full. <clears throat> and then it would add temporary four temporary. Correct? Am I doing that right? I think so. Or if you, or is like temporary hit points like does it does that increase her her max HP? And then I forget how this works. Temp is its own box. So if we're looking at the character sheet, there is current there is max and current HP which are like box and sub box then underneath it is temp HP which you'll put that number in and edit from first. So that would be four. Yeah so you get four temp HP so if when you take damage going forwards you'll reduce your temp HP first and then if you push past that you start deducting from actual HP. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, so Magnus, is that your turn? Uh, yes, that's it. All right, cool. Fontaine, you're up. All right, so I am gonna use, hmm, I'm gonna use my, uh, long sword. I'm gonna run up to, to the boy and do my, uh, uh, normal longsword attack does it have anything what is it using to 
it was using a vine, right? So it doesn't really have like a thing I can disarm it with. No. Correct? Correct. Okay. You could, I mean, you like, neither did the suit of armor, but you were able to chop off its arm. So like you, right, could, okay. you could do that again here and I'd count it, but it will still be able to attack. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. I'll do that then. Okay. Um, I will do longsword plus the uh, superiority dice. Uh, if I hit, okay. that is 16. Does that hit? Yes, it does. Hell yeah. All right. Superiority dice. Damage. That is one D8 plus five. Where's my D8? Okay, so that's seven plus another one. That is 11. Okay. Damage, and then it has to save uh, strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, that is going to be an eight. Yeah, DC is 13, so it fails that. Okay. So, is that you chopping off its arm? Uh, yeah, or its vine or whatever. Cool. It, it ha- whatever appendage it has. You put the most amount of strength behind a longsword strike that you've ever put behind any strike ever, and you Hell are yeah. able to bring this fairly bog-standard, run-of-the-mill longsword straight down and cut right through the organic matter that make the, a chunk of the organic matter that makes up this creature and oh it roars from somewhere you're not sure where but it makes a groaning noise like a tree being bent you know yeah and you you feel like you've done a good chunk of extra damage to this thing nice so after you we go back to zanu Okay, um, so first, Zanu is going to... You said it's made out of organic matter, right? Yes. What, does, okay. Um, so he's uh, first going to cast Firebolt, so I'll roll to hit on that. Uh, that's a non-natural 20. Okay. And let's see. Where's my d10? Here it is. Cool. Um, and that is going to do... Oh, another 13 damage of burning damage. Okay. Um All right, cool. Yeah, you are able to burn off a bit of the extra like loose refuse around this thing and it's on it it looks like it's on its last legs, but it again, your fire strike doesn't look like it did as much damage as you thought. Okay. Um so then also I'm going to use two of my sorcery points to reduce okay. the to, to use the meta magic skill um, okay. quicken spell. Okay. Which will allow me to cast a spell as a bonus action. Okay. And I'm going to cast a uh, shield on myself. Okay. So my AC is now increased by five. All right. Sounds good. Unfortunately, that means it's the the uh, trash creature's turn, and it is still. <laughs> directly in front of serenity and we know how this goes Mm. it's gonna try and slam into you twice cool oh boy so we have a 26 and i rolled both at the same time we also have a 23 so that's two hits 
I'm probably going to go down. So that is going to be 4d8 plus 8. Yeah, because I'm, I'm rolling all the damage in together. Shit. Okay. Um, I apologize. <laughs> I rolled a lot of damage. I have to get a calculator. Sorry. So that's going to be... <laughs> Oh, that's the worst thing a DM can say, is dead. I have to get a calculator. So you took 23 damage <laughs> from yep, both of those hits. On top of that, because it landed both of these slam attacks, it is going. it wraps one of its te- uh, organic tendrils around you and pulls you into itself, engulfing you. You are Disgusting. blind, grappled, restrained, and unable to breathe. It literally does not matter at this point. <laughs> um, okay. uh, <laughs> well, so on top of that, Serenity, it is now the start of your turn. Instead of doing, before doing death saves, I need you to make a constitution saving throw. Constitution Man, saving throw. I buffed the con of the wrong party member. Um... That is a 21. You pass. Now make your dick save, death save. <gasps> nope. <laughs> That's one fail. Uh, okay. So moving on from you, we are going to go right to Magnus. Can I see any part of Serenity? No. At all. You see your foot. Can I... I see her foot. Excellent. So a creature of my choice that I can see within range regains the hit points equal to 1d4 plus spell modifier. <laughs> <laughs> Healing wound. Got him. I hope. Got him. It's like. <laughs> Wait, what did that do again? Can you explain that? So I have healing word, which means I like point a finger gun and play my bagpipes and health. Bards, man. And health shoots into um, a part of someone that, who I can see. Um, so yeah, so I'm strumming the bagpipes. I'm playing. Um, Sorry, you're you're strumming the bagpipes. You're strumming the I mean, bagpipes. I'm, I don't know why I said strumming. I'm <laughs> I'm playing the bagpipes, and uh, it's eighteen twelve overture, okay. uh, like Tchaikovsky. Da, 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 da. Yep. And I'm gonna roll that d4. Um, that's a one, but it's plus five, so that is six. I will take it. Okay. And I. Don't think I don't think I have any bonus actions I, I I can do, but yeah. So that's that's that, folks. And I'm also running out of spell slots because I used both of my level twos and now two of my level ones. Okay, <laughs> Fontine, we're back to you. All right. Um. Yeah. Long sword attack again and chop at it. Okay. Again. Go for it. Uh, that's a 12. Does that hit? Probably not. Nope. Can I use my bonus action, though? I have an action surge. Action surge Maybe you my... can use. Hell yeah. Doing the same thing. That is an 18. Ding, ding, ding. That hits. Hell yeah. All right, so... um, Let's see if I want to do another maneuver. Question. What's the minimum damage you can do? Uh, minimum damage I can do would be uh, six. Cool. You kill this thing. You don't even cool. have to roll. Like your your min exceeds its health currently. 
So awesome. you swing your sword and it strikes true and is able to slice clean across the middle, uh, bisecting the mound. Uh, fortunately, you don't hit Serenity. Rather, Serenity is now able to easily climb out of the withering pile of organic refuse that you were once fighting. Hell yeah. This is disgusting. As you say that, the entire room around you begins to shake. Oh, Lord. And There's in, always another. There's always another. And as the shaking occurs, the trap door up at the top of the ladder falls out of the hole with a clatter. Oh, um, man. Can uh, you can climb? I, can you stand? I, I just want to look up it. You see nobody coming down the ladder. Hmm. Can I see inside the trap door? Uh, you would have to climb up to be able to see out of the hole. Okay. Uh, I'll climb up. Okay. You scuttle your way up the ladder, and the shaking become like the the shaking becomes obvious that like it's not just this room, but it is the entire structure above you because. You approach, you reach the top of the ladder and peek out and find yourself in the den with all the hunting stuff and the and the crossbow chests from earlier. The, however, there are differences. The windows are now boarded up and shut. Uh, the fireplace is issuing poisonous black smoke and is heavily obscuring the room. And the doors have turned into swinging scythe blades. Huh. Maybe we shouldn't go in there. I relay uh, all this to everyone down below. Can I cure wounds on myself? Yes. Dope. Okay, so... Um... Zanu wants to go. Uh, so I guess never mind. We can just role play this conversation. Um, I can dissipate the poison gas. There's not much I can do about the scythe blades. We could still go up there and survive, but good luck getting through the doors. Um, I worry that if we do not go up this way, this entire building will collapse on us. Valid point. Potential slicing's better than certain crushing. Man, put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> Guildfellows merch. <laughs> uh, ch- check out the new uh, uh, Potential Slicing is better than a Guaranteed Crushing shirt now on our uh, true spring. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Merch.guildfellows.com let's, let's go up. Let's let's do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to brave the Potential Slicing. Okay. Uh, okay. Can, can we let Zanu proceed first? Because if he doesn't, yeah, then you guys will suffocate right. and die. I'm going to go afterwards. <laughs> Okay, so Zanu reaches the top and quickly uh, casts Warding Wind uh, at second level. What um, what does that spell do again? Okay, so it deafens us, um, but it also extinguishes unprotected flames and it moves vaporous gas, um, fog, and poison gas um, away from us and disperses it. Into it. Huh? Into it. Can dig. Okay, cool. So I'm going to use that. Um, and then I'm also going to use my remaining sorcery point mm-hmm. um, to use uh, 
the metamagic ability twin spell. Um, okay. So I can target a second creature in range of the same spell. So I'm also going to uh, target um, Magnus. And so now both of us, if we're standing 10 feet apart, are having an area of effect of 20 feet. Um, okay. So, Ooh. but yeah, so it, it works in 10 feet radius around the target. So just as we move around, that 10 foot radius follows us. I get you. I get you. Um, Magnus is so inspired by this. He plays your theme song, which he decided was California Uber Alice by, uh, by dead Kennedy's into it. <laughs> For- fortunately he is deaf. So he does not get to hear your bagpipes. Right. right. <laughs> you are also sound. deaf. So you cannot hear your own bagpipes. <laughs> yep. That song would be so horrible on bagpipes. Oh, oh Lord. Anyways. Oh my God. So you are all now in this room. With boarded up windows, and the only way out is the scythe doors. Can I jam something into the scythe doors? What would you want to jam? Uh, let's see. I have things that I can... Uh, I have a greatsword that I haven't been using. I'll... we'll, We'll jam that in there. See what happens. Okay. Uh, yeah, you stick that sucker right in there and the scythe blades catch it and send it send it spinning into the main hall so it didn't slow him down at no, all no not at all if you want to get through cool. this i'm going to need acrobatics checks from everybody oh god or if Here you would go. or if you would prefer serenity you could study them and do an intelligence check instead oh I get to. <laughs> no, everybody. I just know you have low intelligence, so I thought I would call that out again. Yeah, I would. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm, I'd rather so, just jump through it. <laughs> I rolled a 19 on acrobatics. We're good. You're through. Oh, that's cocked. <laughs> Wait. So what? What was the study check? What? What do I roll for that? Uh, intelligence. I would. I would just like to run through. I got an 18. Yep, you're good. You're through. All right, I got a seven on my intelligence check to study it. Okay, um, we'll come back to you in a second. Uh, Zanu, <laughs> did you do one? Uh, yeah, so I did an intelligence check and got a 14. Okay, so Zanu and Fontaine stand there for about a minute, looking uh, with the wind swirling around them, protecting them from the poison. And you guys sit there and study these blades, and after about a minute, you both look at each other and go, I think we've got this. You don't got it. You jump through at the exact wrong moment and get caught by these blades. Oh, no. And are going to take... Yikes. Okay. So you are going to take 2d10. I can survive that. Question. (laughs) Potential answer. Um... I okay well this is actually there's two parts to this question okay. so um normally the shield spell only affects um AC and would end at my next turn I don't know if that is still active or if that would have any th- chance to reduce uh it would like, not damage okay um I th- okay that was my only question um all right so you, do we I will tell you I will roll damage but if you okay. survive this you do get through Okay, excellent. No, that would be exceedingly cruel to have level three players keep rolling this until they get through. (laughs) 
Okay, that's not bad. You both take eight damage. Okay. Yeah, okay. That's that's, that's definitely survivable. That's nothing. Uh, So you are now in the main hall with the front door right in front of you. Unfortunately, the main door has also been replaced by scythes. Man, in fact, as you look around this room, as you look around this room, all of the sets of doors that you can see have been replaced by scythes. Nice. Interior design has gotten so weird in recent years. Never trust a house. Always fly around and don't build too many things to construct your ability to fly. That's what we always say. All right, studying the thing didn't work last time, so I'll just try the more reckless method that you two tried. So well, I'm gonna I'm gonna roll acrobatics to go through the front door. All right. That's a sixteen. You're good. You hop right through. Hell yeah. Who's next? Um, that's a twenty-two. You're good. You hop right through. Two of you are now in the open outside <laughs> For of the house. A guy that just got like hacked to death two minutes ago. I am spry. Yeah, man. I don't know. I would like to grab the emblem by my chest and close my eyes. Okay. And um, cast healing hands on myself just in case. Okay. Um. And then I would like to attempt to jump through the scythes. Okay. That is not great. That is an eight. No. You 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 <laughs> will no. you will take. <laughs> ah. Okay. You will. T- ah, don't say that. <laughs> How much did you heal for? Three points. Cool. Oh God. You- you are going to take 16 points of slashing damage. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> you guys, uh, I was at 16 before I took heal three. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I had 19. I'm now at three hit points. And you are out of the house. Bless Kalimvor. Zanu, Praise bring me. it home. <laughs> okay. Um... This may okay. You may have to veto this. I don't know. Can I cast Ray of Frost to try to slow the momentum of the blade because it does slow down movement speed? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, we're just gonna roll for athletics and hope it or um, acrobatics. Wait, is it acrobatics? Acrobatics. Okay. Cool. Glad you took some time to think about it, buddy. Uh, that's a ten. Nope. Excellent. Oh. Oh. You are gonna take six points of damage. <laughs> oh, thank Jesus! Thank Bird Jesus! Oh, and okay. you hop through and take that hit, take that hit like a champ, and just face plant on the other side of these doors. Okay. Well. You have, and you all you have all made it out of the house, and as you as you scamp, as you like shuffle away from the house out of fear and pain. You turn and the house almost looks like it's screaming at you itself. Like Like Monster House? Yes. Yeah, that's what I was like the poster for Monster House. Is it <laughs> is it played by Steve Buscemi? No. Um, too much too not not affordable in the Guildfellers budget. Listen, my guy, I, I, tr- I do as much as I can, but I cannot afford Steve Buscemi. <laughs> <laughs> so true. <laughs> So yeah, you have survived the house and most assuredly will be reporting back to Andy with your findings.
All right. <laughs> oh, Zanu Good. is definitely going to include the attempted murder in his report to Andy. Yeah, same. Rest same. assured. There's going to be <laughs> oh several my God, HR I complaints. That we were actually <laughs> guilt members. Yeah. Oh, Serenity, geez. as far as she is concerned, did nothing wrong and everything turned out well. Um, cool. So murder like, isn't wrong according to Serenity. So it was cool. consensual. It depends on the circumstances. I'm weren't also you, like, neutral. Just like were, you weren't evil. Like I feel like you that, that is an alignment issue for yeah, sure. Yeah, weren't you waffle good? <laughs> what? Oh no, I changed it before we started. I'm neutral. Okay. <laughs> she wasn't. She wasn't lawful good. She was chaotic stupid. There's a difference. I was lawful <laughs> neutral. First of all. Second of all. As we leave the house, Serenity just says fuck and casts healing word on herself. Fair enough. Um, no, but it seemed like a way to remedy the situation, considering that when we didn't kill someone, the entire place collapsed. All this has taught me is that birds are far superior to other humanoids. <laughs> wow, I love casual bird racism. That's one thing I love. And on that bombshell, congratulations, you survived your first transition episode. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done